evening, everyone, and welcome to episode one thirteen of Super Deformed Games Cast, also known as SDGC. That's how we that's how we prefer to be called to, or to be known anyway. Uh, everybody, welcome. Uh, as always, I'm one of your hosts, John, aka at Mr. Megative on Twitter, and uh, tonight with me I have Zach down in the corner. What's up, my man? Hey, how's it going, everybody? And uh, we got Jay over in the other corner. Jay, it is always good to have you here up in the upper right. What's good, Sakarinos? <laughs> and uh brandon down at the bottom brandon i haven't seen you on camera in a long time what's the deal man you having a bad hair day i don't like using a camera anymore. i miss your I, I miss that handsome face man and uh and right there in the middle uh it, 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 this 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 worked out great you're in the middle this is kind of the this is like the guest spot right here we have tanya to pass from i need diverse games and the spawn on me podcast tanya um, I've wanted to have you on here for uh, quite some time, and it's awesome to finally have you on. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're so welcome. It's awesome to get the request to be on, and you know we chat a lot on Twitter, so it's, it's cool to be here. We do, we do. Um, so for anybody watching who may not know about Tanya or what she's involved in, uh, Tanya, do you want to go ahead and plug uh, I Need Diverse Games and Spawn on Me and take as much time as you need, build yourself up as, as much as you want? I want to hear it. The hardest part about about being on a show is talking about yourself. So, um, for those who don't know, I Need Diverse Games came out with a hashtag almost four years ago now. And from me being mad on the internet about games, it is now a nonprofit where we accept people to DC. I go to panels, I go to PAX, I do a lot of different things, do diversity consulting. Um, and last year, it's been almost a year, I think, I joined Spawn on Me. Uh, podcast that you know is every Thursday night, 9:30 uh, Central, 7:30 Pacific, with Khalifa Adams, Cicero Holmes, and Sharif Jackson, where we talk about games and talk about a lot of things as our from our perspective as people of color. And the other thing to plug really is I've edited an anthology about uh, marginalized folks in the industry, and that'll be out next month. And uh, my pin tweet has all the info, but you can pre-order game devs and others tales from the margins from. Amazon and directly from the publisher CRC Press. Oh, that is outstanding! And uh, I want to point out to—I want to point out that you—you you guys have uh, on on uh, Spawn on Me have had some serious exposure uh, over the past, I'd say, six months to a year. Khalif was just on uh, Kind of Funny Games with uh, with Greg Miller, and I think it was Tim Geddes was the episode he was on with. Um, and he's also been on What's Good Games, actually, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Yeah, yeah he was actually. I, that's right. He was the, he, he was the first man on the podcast. He was the first, he was the first, if, if memory serves me correctly and somebody can point it out, somebody can point out if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Khalif was the first man on what's good games. I think I'm right about that. I'm probably wrong, but I think I'm right. Anyway, uh, Tanya, it is awesome to have you on tonight. Uh, and, uh, we will see how, uh, we will see if you still think it's awesome to be with us by the end of the podcast. <laughs> Um, we're, well, I'm sure. Well, and, and Tanya, by the way, I didn't mention this before we started, but this is a rated R podcast. So if you want to swear, feel free to swear. Um, we 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 swear here all the fucking time. It's 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 fine. There's no kids watching, and uh, we're also very rude to each other. So jump in, inter- interrupt people, especially Zach. Feel free to interrupt him. Uh, I'm just kidding, buddy. But uh, anyway. Fuck yes, you can swear, and you could also drink too. I, most of us are most of us are drinking, so if you if you have a drink, feel free. Um, I don't have a drink yet. I need to make it not yet. Yeah. There's there's so there's actually uh, the SDGC challenge for our guest, where if you can make it through 15 minutes with us without drinking, I'll, um, we'll we'll do something nice for you. I don't know what it's gonna be, but we'll give you something. 
Uh, but we'll go ahead and kick it off with what everybody's been playing this week. And since Tanya is our guest of honor, why don't we start with her? Um, well, I actually just got done playing a little Banner Saga on the Switch. So uh, shout out to Versus Evil Banner Saga for that code. I've played it before on console and PC, but now it's on Switch. I don't know when the other ones are coming. But it was it was pretty cool to, to play it on a mobile platform, but then still be able to stream it. My only, this is more my own lack of dexterity, is playing with the Joy-Cons is a little difficult. Because I don't have a pro controller for the Switch. And, um, yeah. Oh, you need that pro controller. It's so good. I, I do, but you know me and the nonprofit part of nonprofit life is. <laughs> so, if any list, if any nice person out there would like to uh, get me a pro controller, I will not turn it down. Um, or you know, once I'm done traveling for the summer, I will grab one. But that was really awesome. Uh, finished God of War story mode, the story part of it. Uh, decided to hunt Valkyries. That was a stupid fucking decision. Oh, the Valkyries. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was, one Valkyrie was about, you know, an hour or so fight, you know, oh. and I have no shame in saying, I, I went back, I got my range up, came back, and still fought her. Um, let's see, what else? I feel like I've been playing a lot of random stuff. I actually jumped back into Street Fighter Five with some buddies, because I hadn't played it in a while. No shit, now there's, there's a game I haven't heard about in a while. Yeah, um, if anyone tells you they're a casual Vega, they're a liar. <laughs> uh, played with a friend, um, he got his buddy in, his buddy mains Vega. That Vega looked to me like I owed him money. I I am so bad at fighting games. I, like, like I want to be good at them. I love Mortal Kombat. I, I really enjoyed Injustice. I like Street Fighter, but... I, just I accepted long ago that I would never be good at them. Yeah, I... I'm good, I'm good at a lot of genres. Fighting games are not one of those for me, man. No. No. Yeah, I've only ever been good like a 3D fighter. Like I can't do like a 3D fighter at all. So I, Well, I you know, I grew up with, with Street Fighter. I grew up with it in the arcade. So like for me it's also nostalgia, but it's like how because I was I was thinking about all the things that we were doing and like the stuff that people were doing while we were playing are not things that would have flown in the arcade when I was a teenager. Like, cornering people, some of the other stuff that we did. I'm like, this would never have worked back in the day in the arcade. I just want to point out real quick in chat, somebody says that Shaved John looks like Shaved Mario, and I don't agree with that <laughs> at all. That's, that's, oh I, I'm, I, I look so, I look so young now. Um, uh, Tanya, I gotta tell you, like, do, do what you can to, to grab that Switch Pro controller, because it is legit, probably the best controller I've used this generation. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a huge Nintendo fan. Tanya, you're not the first person, uh, I mean, I'm the same way with, the way those Switch, those Switch controllers and the Joy-Cons feel, like, it just is not, it, I don't know, it just doesn't feel good for, for extended periods. I don't know how much you got to, to play with Banner Saga. One of my peeves with a lot of Switch ports is that the text is really small in portable mode. Did you get a chance to, to kind of check that out with Banner Saga? Um, a little bit, because I had to put it in the dock to stream, mm -hmm. so, yeah. so I had the Joy-Cons actually disconnected. I, there's no way to stream it and, and hold it in hand. Um, it was weird. I played about an hour and a half, and my biggest issue was navigating the map, kind of okay. figuring out like how to use the thumbstick to kind of hover where I need to go and then press A. Well, it doesn't help that it's so small. Like the buttons are small, the joint, like the the thumbsticks are small. I mean, it it's all tiny. I got little hands, but but even then, I'm still like you still feel like I'm going to break them if I pull them too hard. Sure. Um, 
But yeah, that, and I, it feels like I've been doing this a lot. Oh, I jumped into Battle Tech. That was the other thing. Oh, you're speaking Zach's language now. Hell yeah, hell yeah, that game's great. Yeah, I love it. I, you know, full disclosure, I know some of the devs. Uh, and, um, but I'm an old Mech Warrior fan, and it was great. To hell yeah. Into it, but oh my god, those first missions were so stressful. Oh my god, I, I really like I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a console fanboy, but I really need this to come to console. I don't care which one. I just I, I yeah. my, my 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 PC can hardly run solitaire, so I just I need oh. I I need this to come to console. It cannot run PUBG, which is it, yeah, it's yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, and my to my my toaster can run PUBG and and my computer wow. can't. So yeah, no, it's pretty bad, Tanya. It's it's really bad. Um, that I, I actually, it's interesting that you mentioned the Banner Saga. I'm a huge fan of Norse mythology, and I, it's one of those games I've never, I've never played. I've always wanted to get around to it, especially since I, not only do I love Norse mythology, but I also love uh, strategy games, like you know, real time strategy games. And the artwork just looks so incredible. On hey, we got a follow. Thank you. Um, and uh, the the artwork just looks so incredible on on the Switch. I, I got to ask you, does it? Uh, you you know what for what what it runs at? Does it run at sixty frames a second or thirty on the Switch? Um, it might be thirty, but okay. I think I was streaming. I know I was streaming at a pretty high bit rate in ten eighty, um, sixty nine of uh, frame size. It may have been thirty because I think by default <coughs> when I'm using Xplit, I've got it set to thirty. I didn't try to run it at sixty. Okay. Okay. I, I don't want to speak for Tanya, but like Banner Saga, like I, I agree with you. Thirty, uh, thirty feels a little bit sluggish. But with Banner Saga, I don't think thirty is that sluggish. Probably not. No. no, no, and and it's on the Switch, and I can take it anywhere. You guys know how I feel about my Switch yeah, port yeah, begging. So, <laughs> but uh, anyway, Tanya, is there anything you else you wanted to mention before we move on? Um, so this may surprise people because you know, like I'm not, I've never been like a big fan girl of of God of War, but honestly, this new game is probably my game of the year right now it's up there for me too awesome. yep you know kratos i i felt for him because i feel like you know whatever life is going on for the devs is now reflected in kratos kind of growing up and having a kid but i felt bad for him in certain parts of the game because i don't know what your spoiler policy is but there are things that happen in the game where i'm like i would have pitched this child off a cliff yeah a couple times um, a couple times also, it's just like Poor Kratos, you know, like he's he's lost his wife, he's he's suffering too, and his kid's being a brat. So like fucking Atreus, man. Well, there's you know that that's why I relate to his character so much now, and the kind of the journey he's taken. When I was first introduced to God of War, I was a lance corporal in the Marine Corps, and and you know I was young, I was like 22 years old, mm -hmm. and so I was you know, and I and that game actually came out when I was in Iraq. So when I came home and played it, I had plenty of anger built up, you know, and. And I was just like, you know, yeah, I'm going to kill some shit. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And and now that I'm older, I've got a 10-year-old, and I, I don't really think that way anymore. And so his journey his, his journey to kind of grow as as as, as a man and, and impart those values on a son to teach him to, hey, don't be like me. Don't make the same mistakes I did. That's something I can really relate to, you know. And, and um, yeah, I, it just that's probably up there for my game of the generation, not just my game of the year. Like, it's definitely in the conversation for me. Yeah, but, you know, the first couple of games were, you know, like, I'm glad they got away from the quick time to bang somebody. <laughs> yes, yes, that was so, and I was telling Zach, Zach never played God of War 3 or or any of the originals, uh, and that was, uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That Well, yeah, even, I, I was like, whoa, like, hey, this I is. Uh, like, um, okay, so we're just, yeah. uh, 
that was gonna go somewhere else that was that was like it's one of those moments where like i'm playing it and i'm and, like and i'm doing it because i want to make it through the game but i'm like i'm like because i wasn't married at the time i was dating somebody but I, I was like she ain't gonna walk in here right now is she like what is you know that's your uh that's your sitcom moment i yeah 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 it precisely but um well uh no i agree with you on god of war uh we'll um i'll, I'll talk real quick about what i've been playing um i usually go last but but not tonight um, real quick, uh, I picked up uh, uh, Battle Chasers Night War on the Switch because I'm a huge RPG guy. I've been waffling on this one for a while, and I decided to wait for the Switch version because, again, you guys know me. And uh, I, I, pl- <laughs> I played it for about an hour and a half, hour and a half tonight. Uh, a beautiful game. Um, it's based on a comic book by uh, 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 Joe Madura. Um, that's you know, it's not around anymore, but he did all the artwork, and um, it's pretty good so far. I mean, it's standard JRPG. Fair. I mean, you've got your warrior who's named after like you know a, a military blockade. His name is Garrison. You've got your you know your your old crusty wizard. There's even a dwarf with a Scottish accent named Grimbeard. Like it's it's it ticks every RPG trope box you could possibly imagine. Yeah, yeah but 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 it's my bullshit. So so it's good. You know, like it, it's probably not going to be my game of the year or even my RPG of the year, but it's good for what it is. It's it's great. But Hyrule Warriors comes out on Switch tomorrow, and that's going to be my weekend. Uh, what else? I've been playing a little bit. Go ahead. I heard I hear the battle system in Battle Chasers is like really good. It's actually fantastic. It's yeah, fan. It, heard, yeah. But but here's the problem with that, right? Like the when you transition into that battle, like the it's beautiful, like visually, and you know it's it's just really nice to look at. The character animations are incredible. Um, it's real. It's really fun. But then when you transition back to the world map, like the world map is just kind of like it's it's like a isometric view, and it's very it's not very detailed. It's and, and it's just, it's that tonal shift between the incredibly animated, well-detailed, uh, smooth-running combat and then kind of the, the you know, the hiccupy, bland world map. It's it, it's, it's kind of jarring. Um, but yeah, yeah, the combat system is fantastic. Other than that, I've been playing, uh, I finished my, my Funky Kong run through in Donkey Kong Country. That's, uh, it's two play th- that's two playthroughs. What a fucking fantastic game. And I've been playing Little Destiny. And that's it. Oh, Brandon, you were right. You and Jeff were both right. Donkey Kong Country... Tropical Freeze is one of the best platformers of all time. I can say that hands down, hands down. Fucking fantastic game. And we'll. I think Jungle. I, th- I think Jungle Beat's better. But... No, you're yeah, but you don't even like Mario. You're weird. Um, you're so. I mean, jungle, jungle Beat is a game. It is. It, it is that we can confirm that Jungle Beat is actually a video game. Um, we'll go ahead and smirking Zach down there in the corner. Once you uh, so so real quick, Zach's review of State of Decay Two went live this morning, and you have been getting some some feedback. <laughs> on that review zach yeah sure uh so so yeah um state of decay 2 is our first uh written review published on medium uh which is kind of the return of our, our website form which is great um people can check that out I, I, we've been plugging it a lot on twitter today uh but yeah state of decay 2 is something i've been playing for a little over a week uh, I've, I've had to be a little bit tight-lipped about it um but yeah i i really like state of decay 2 it's it's um it's a buggy game like i think you'll see from a lot of reviews out there it's a little bit that's, janky that seems to be the takeaway from the yeah game. yeah um but i really fucking like it uh at the same time right like it's it's um it's definitely and i i talked about this a little bit with you guys uh, uh more privately is uh, this game reminds me of of mad max and to a greater extent mm-hmm. uh, mafia 3 in that uh, some of the, the mission stuff and the bugginess uh, is kind of a takeaway from like the bigger things at play that make the game more engaging and more, more interesting. 
Um, it, it doesn't have the, the strong narrative that Mafia 3 did, but um, there are some really cool character moments. Um, all of the characters are procedurally generated, and so, like, uh, you might find a character model that looks similar uh, to somebody else's in a different gameplay, because there's limited numbers in that regard, but, like, all of their stats and, and all of their predispositions to different things, like, there will be characters who have, like, uh, a snoring problem, and they'll lower morale in your community, and so you can decide... It's a little bit like Darkest Dungeons, almost. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit like that, um, but, like, there are things you can do to offset uh, all these problems in your community, right? Like... So somebody snores, but if you get electricity, you can install white noise makers, and it will it, it will boost the morale to cover for the person who's snoring. <laughs> and so like, there's all these like really cool systems at play, and like there's different characters that talk to each other um, uh, and, and tell these different anecdotes that kind of add a layer of, of narrative. Um, uh oh, people say they can't hear me. Yeah, well, no, no, well, no, well, no, like, people can hear you, but apparently they can't hear you very well, I, which is weird because we can hear you just fine. Yeah, I can, okay. And they can hear the rest of us just fine, too. a little bit. I'm very sorry. Uh, we'll take a minute for people, for people to... Uh, yeah, get in there real close, Zach. Get in there real close. Make it nice and intimate. Yeah, there you go. Bring it in. Bring it in. Bring it in, buddy. Yeah, I'll bring it in very close. <laughs> oh, man. That's close enough. That is... <laughs> We do actually, yeah. No, do you exfoliate? I can tell. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, no. If if, if chat can get back to us uh, soon, that'd be great. But no, um, State of Decay Two is a fucking good video game. I mean, it's it's rough. It'll get better when it gets patched, right? It'll be real good. Hopefully, uh, it's a it's a buggy game, but like for ten dollars on Game Pass, I, I really can't I really can't tell people to, to stay away from it. I like State of Decay Two a lot. My review kind of touches on some things there i don't deep dive features but i touch on some of the things that that i think are important like uh um ludo narrative dissonance with some of the violence um a lot of really cool uh, uh procedurally generated characters and how they interact uh there's some stuff i wish i could have done a little bit deeper uh, uh reads on but maybe in the future i can i can kind of get into that um people are saying it's still not working so let's just point it up to other people Okay, um, Zach, uh, real quick, Zach, why don't you try, uh, do you want to try uh, maybe unplugging your mic and plugging it back in or dropping and then coming back in? See if that fixes it? Sure. Well, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, why don't you try that? Um, you should be able to just hop right back in. Uh, we'll move over to uh, uh, Brandon, and then we'll finish up with Jay, and we'll hop into our first topic. Uh, Br Brandon, so I got to ask, have you been playing anything other than Overwatch? Nope. Well, okay. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 hey, okay, go. What was that? I haven't played any. No, no, just OC. OC and Overwatch. Okay, yeah, Tanya, that's kind of a running thing with Brandon now, is that for the past year, he's got nothing to so, talk about, but so two years. The, uh, the second anniversary of Overwatch is actually next week. Yeah, and, and he has had nothing to talk about but Overwatch for the past two years. <laughs> so that's, two years that, that's kind of Brandon's thing. I, I, well, actually, yeah, I mean, that happened, that, that happened to me with Blizzard games, because I, I was the same way for like three years when StarCraft 2 came out. I just oh, wow. play almost anything. And yeah. Then, you know, I, I kind of got bored of StarCraft 2, and so I was playing more like single-player games for a couple of years. It was a relief when you... I'm right back in it. I, I miss those days when we could talk Final Fantasy 15 yeah. together because you played you actually played something other than Overwatch. It was nice to talk to you about it. Um, uh, all right, well, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll move on to Jay. Jay, what have you been playing this week? All right, um, so I'm reading the chat right now, and Mindy says that she can't really hear anyone besides John. So, okay, so it's your on part. your end. Way to go, John. It's not on my end. <sighs> well, you know, we didn't mess. You didn't mess with the OBS beforehand. Well, hold on. So I, just, I just turned the OBS up a little bit. I mean, I it was already. I mean, it was normal, but I, I cranked okay, it up a little bit. We all sound good so. to each other. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, we all sound fine. Yeah, well, I, um, I cranked I up guess... the OBS volume, so hope, hopefully that'll help. Oh, okay, um, she maybe, says the volume just shut. The just okay. shut. Okay. There we go. Okay, all right, all right. okay right. cool. Cool. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, um, so, yeah, I guess I'll talk about what I've been playing, which is not a lot because I've been really busy this week. Um, so, yeah, um, I downloaded um, Laser Lead, which John refuses to play on Xbox, even though he has Game Pass. My trophies, baby, my trophies. trophies. John, I like to point out a couple months ago, you're like, <laughs> I love the Switch. I love how the Switch does not have trophies or achievements. Like, I can enjoy playing the game. Okay, you know what? Some habits are hard to break, okay, motherfucker? I'm just saying. Okay. Um, I played one. I, I, okay. Okay. So I played one match of. I played like one match of Laser Lead. I enjoyed it, though. We got to intermission and we were stuck there for like 20 minutes. So I quit. So I couldn't actually finish the game. So, yeah. Um. Besides that, it was fun, and I have been playing a lot of Super Mega Baseball 2, which was a game of old game. So, 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 real quick, Jay, I want you to tell everybody the the actual name of one of your players. And Jay did not okay. type no. this name. I'm not, no. I'm not to go into this because this is this is great. Um, so I'm playing season mode, and I chose this team called the Overdogs. And one of the bench players, his name is Dick Berger. And that, his hitting yeah. stats, his power is maxed out, but he has no contact whatsoever. That is the that is the. Fuck you guys! This sucks. That that is the worst. Wow, Je- <sighs> like and Jay, no, 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 like here's the thing. That- Here's the thing though, like like I don't play like I don't start him at all like he's a bench warmer, but like when I need like someone to like come to like hit for the pitcher, I've brought him in and he's like hit a he's like hit a home run for me like every single time. You just so really if you think about he's more like the messiah of my team. That is yeah. that, that is probably the the worst alg- name algorithm result I've ever heard in my life. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I, I was under the impression um that you named this character. No, and I was upset that, with no, you. that was random. No, like, like the, 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 this was like in the game. I no, have not the game, like, no, the game named him. Names, yeah, that's the whole point. Is the game actually named him that? Okay, that's okay. That's a little bit more funny. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, no, like I know I did. I did not name him that. Jesus, I would like Jay to clarify bit... that to the delegation. He's not. A, I did Jay's, not name him Dick Jay's, Burger. Jay's, right, Jay's right. not a child. Jesus. Okay. 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 But but I was playing. I was playing a match. I think it was like two days ago, and I had all my bases loaded, and I need someone to hit for the pitcher, so I brought in Dick Berger. And the first hit, I should you not, he hits like a 515 like foot home run, and, it, and it's a grand slam because all the bases are loaded. Like, this dude's like, this dude, this dude's like my good luck charm, so like, thank you Dick Berger. I could not, I could not take this, I could not take this game seriously. I couldn't. I'm sorry, dude, like, that would kill like, it Okay, me. okay. So like I still prefer the show. Like everyone here knows, like I'm probably the biggest, like the big sports games fan on the show. Yes, you are. Like, I still prefer the show. Like, yeah, like the career mode in the show is like great and whatnot. But I think Super Mega Baseball, especially if you have Xbox Live Gold, is a great alternative because it's like the only good baseball option on the Xbox besides RBI Baseball, which is not good from what I hear. Um, so yeah, if you have gold and you like arcade style sports games, I highly recommend downloading Super Mega Baseball Two. Yeah, so, I'm gonna, yeah, no, I'm gonna pass. I'm not a sports guy. Well, I mean, I'm a sports guy, but I'm not a sports game guy. So, I, I John, John, like, I can't wait till next week. And you're like, ooh, like, I'm thinking about picking Super Mega Baseball Two. And we're no. like, well, you have gold, and you're like, well, I care about the trophies. It's not gonna happen, my man. It is not gonna happen. I can promise you that. All right, we'll go ahead and drop into our first topic here, which is uh, Bosky Games closing this week. So, and this was very sad. Um, I I was I was very sad to hear this, and it kind of came out of nowhere. Although I think 
the writing was probably on the wall for this one. I mean, it's been something you've been waiting to hear for, what, eight eight months or Quite so? A, like, yeah. Um, Lawbreakers came out last summer. So I remember, so so we were at PAX last year, and Lawbreakers, Tanya, were you at PAX last year at PAX East? Yep. Okay. Um, do you remember that huge kiosk that Lawbreakers had right in the middle of the yep. floor? It was this huge space right in the middle of the floor. Um and I found out that it was, you know, it was Cliffy B's game, you know, Epic was, or not Epic, but uh, Bosky, you know, his whole Bosky games thing. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, this is going to be huge. There's going to be a huge push for it. And it died harder than, I think, almost any multiplayer game I have come I mean, across this generation. something and, has to be alive before it can die. Yeah, I, th- that game, that game died before it lived, man. And which is unfortunate because uh, according to the people who have played it that I've talked to, it was actually a pretty good game. Um, yeah, my, my friend put like a hundred hours into it. Tanya so it was polished. Tanya, did you play it? Yeah, I played a little bit during the PC beta, and I know Khalif Same. was really, really into it. Um, and then you know, and I met people who worked at Bosky, who worked on the game. And it was just like, I I kind of caught wind of it well after it was out on Twitter and everywhere else, and I was just like, that really sucks because that other game, the the game that you know the the umpteenth million battle royale game that came out. Uh, was there other one? But that seemed to come and go in like a week. Radical Heights, yeah, like a month, yeah. like maybe a month it lasted. Yeah, not even that. So, it, 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 didn't you actually play Radical Heights? I I did play Radical Heights. I did. Um, Radical Heights wasn't that bad. Uh, Radical Heights um, was not the shameless BR plug that I think many people were expecting. Uh, it, it had a lot of like its own game show elements that I thought made Radical Heights unique. Um, but unfortunately, like. Like, I think other people have probably said this more succinctly, but it was a Hail Mary pass for a studio that was already bleeding, right? Like, I think that if the financial situation was a little better, they could have had eight months to make this something that was a little bit more memorable. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's sad. And, and um, what was even more sad is it, it seemed quite sudden on, on Twitter. It seemed like a lot of the studio was kind of maybe blindsided, and, and maybe that's just a rumor mill. But it's always sad, A, people lose their jobs, and two, when they lose it suddenly. So we've got a question in chat. Mitty wants to know how long will Radical Heights get support? Is it still up? It's, it's they said for the foreseeable future, but I don't know. No new patches though. Yeah, the, and, the and, female characters still haven't been added, and they won't be added. They said. which is yeah, so. which is well, and that's so that's the crazy thing, right? And Tanya, I don't know if you saw this tweet or not, but somebody had asked one of the developers of uh, of Radical Heights. They said, "Hey, are you going to add female characters to the game?" And and, and the guy says, "Well." Yeah, we're working on it right now. Actually, like like is funny you mentioned that he, you know, they're coming soon. And then five minutes later, he tweeted out, well, never mind. And I was like, what happened? And then I saw Cliffy B's tweet about closing the studio. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I, um, which led a lot of people to ask, uh, you know, did he, you know, did he let his studio know before he tweeted it? And apparently he did, uh, to his credit. I had been wondering about that myself. But, um, it, it's interesting that Zach says that Radical Heights didn't come off as a, um, as, as what you would expect it to be, because to me, ha- again, full disclosure, having not played it, it came off as he knew that the end was coming for, for Bosky games. And they tried to get this, they tried to jump on, on the big thing, which is battle Royale right now. And in, in, in the hopes that it would, it would kind of save them. And, and it didn't, I don't know if that's the impression you guys got. Um, and that's um, not an insult. I to, did. Yeah. D- did you Tanya? Yeah, because I watch people stream Radical Heights, you know, like a lot of the people I normally follow on Twitch yeah. streamed it, and I was like, where's the rest of the game? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it just seemed like a very in-concept, almost like pre-alpha build where 
things oh, weren't yeah. done, and I'm just like, how am I supposed to play this? And I mean, it's something like what two dozen people put together in a couple of months. Three months, they said. Yeah, three months. Three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Yeah, I I think I think my first exposure to it was like watching point stream it, and like they seemed to like conceptually be there, and I think I was too. Where like the initial ad of like the '80s thing is like. Cliffy B persona, it feels really abrasive Very and kind of grating. Um, but then, like, the actual gameplay of, like, game show shit, like, it leaned into, like, the kind of thematic nature of, of BR a little bit. But, like, like Tanya was saying, like, there were buildings that were, were, were textureless. And, like, it's hard to launch a game and sell people on an idea when, you're, when your buildings don't have texture. I mean, PUBG doesn't I mean, yeah, have PUBG textures PUBG either. So. PUBG already sold 30 million copies by the time I tried that. But, yeah. Well, and I don't know if you guys, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw or not, but after soon after it closed, I think it was like it was either the same day that night or the day after. Uh, he tweeted a bunch of ideas that he had had that never made it to fruition, mm-hmm. and some of these sounded far more interesting than anything Bosky had actually put out. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, you know, they, they, they I think what what Bosky Games did is they took a game that was drawing a lot of influence off of Overwatch and then they made a game that was drawing a lot of influence off of Fortnite. Um and and they took both those things and tried to make them their own, but I you know I've said this before and I'll say it again. I look at both those genres like you know the arena shooter and the battle royale as mm-hmm. as kind of like the world like the World of Warcraft situation situation like for years and years and years and years and even to this day um everybody everything has tried to be the World of Warcraft killer. You know, like everybody's like, okay, well, you know, we we got our MMO here. It's it. This is it. Like we're gonna take out World of Warcraft, and but there's not a whole lot of space in that, or there's not a whole lot of room in that space for more than one of those games. And I feel like Overwatch is that game for arena shooters, and Fortnite is that game for battle royale. And aside from PUBG, there's no breaking that glass ceiling, um, in my opinion, anyway. Um, I, th- I there's a lot of room for I think Call of Duty battle royale. What was it called? Blackout. Because yeah, I, because his like the thing about battle royale games is you you like going into you have to understand that you're accepting a certain like lack of polish, and you know for because with the ambition and everything like there's a certain amount of jank that goes with the genre naturally. I mean, PUBG was a fucking jank fest. Uh, I don't I I haven't played Fortnite BR, but I don't know like since it first came out, I don't know if they got the shooting mechanics like to a good place finally, but. Like that game didn't feel as polished. Like the gunplay didn't feel polished. I don't know. It's so, like for call. I think for Call of Duty, coming be like, hey, we have like the best controls, the best feeling first person shooter controls on a console. Like I, I feel like that's a huge draw. Well, oh, 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 so so I want to ask Tanya something. Like, so T- Tanya, do you play a lot of battle royale games like PUBG or Fortnite or? I I played a little bit of PUBG. I've never played Fortnite, and the genre unto itself isn't. Like, it doesn't bother me, but it falls in that realm of games where if you don't have a bunch of people to play with, it's not fun. Because I don't know what you all do, but I don't really game with randos on the internet. Mm-hmm. So, I try not to, yeah. So if I don't have a dedicated group of people that are also playing this, then, you know, it's not going to be fun. Or is it like, well, PUBG was a hot thing for, like, X number of months or a year, but now Fortnite's got everyone's attention. After all this time you put into one game... If everyone jumps ship to another game, and then will that happen when when the new uh, Battle Royale Call of Duty comes out? What are we going to do then? Is everyone going to be like, well, screw Fortnite, I'm out, I'm back to Call of Duty. Yeah, like, I, I, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I think like people are going to be playing 
Blackout instead of Fortnite, especially uh, on consoles. On I mean, PC, I... on PC, like Fortnite is not going to even be phased by it. But on consoles, absolutely, like I still think Call of Duty Blackout is going to take some. I don't. I mean, this this is kind of a tangent thing, but I'll, I'll try to tie it back to like the thing is like, look, Fortnite. Fortnite is here to stay because Fortnite is free, right? That like that's that is, and and I I like Fortnite more than than a lot of people do. Um, but Fortnite has become incredibly successful because it's managed to capture an audience that doesn't have a lot of money, teenagers and, yep. and kids. Um, and they have cosmetic items that can, that can, they can convince parents to spend money on it, whatever. And you can play it at school. You can play it at school on your phone now. Um, and, and Call of Duty can, can kind of step on that a little bit, but I don't think, I, I think the market can support more than two games that are popular. Um, yeah, but, but, with Cliffy, but, but, with, but with Cliffy B, what you were kind of saying, John, I, I think that it's not giving Boss Key or any developer enough credit to say, they saw a studio's success, and they were like, "Okay, we can do that." Let's let's. I mean, nobody sets out to make a copy and paste. I, I guess I shouldn't say nobody, but studios that we hear about don't set out to make a copy and paste. Everybody says this is an interesting idea, and I think that our formula will allow us to do X, Y, and Z to make that formula more interesting. That makes sense. And, and so, like, I, I, like, look, like, there's a lot of Unreal Tournament in, in Lawbreakers. A lot of us yeah, didn't get a chance to check that out. Uh, and so, like, on the surface, we're like, oh, it's a hero shooter, but it's it's really um, class based on uh, Unreal Tournament, right? And again, yeah. Radical Heights, Radical Heights did copy a lot of stuff, had a kind of cheesy setting, but like. It was trying, and I, I and, and you kind of talk about, you know, Cloofy B pitched these ideas that were more interesting, but, like, he also couldn't get funding for them. Like, it's not like, like, he pitched those ideas, he just couldn't get them funded, and, like, that stinks. But that's also, I think, the nature of, of being a creative in a field where where there are business people who say, nope, how are we going to make money off of niche game about dragons that have guns attached to their backs, which is, like, one of the ideas he was pitching. Yeah, um, th- that was so. So yeah, he he had some really cool ideas that unfortunately didn't uh, didn't make. There was there was that it was called a uh, dragonflies. Yep. Called uh, and you'd find uh, basically it said um, uh, you had uh, you know the game would be cute and edgy at the same time. I don't know really know what that means. Like kind of like how to fuck, train your, yeah yeah like how to train your dragon but metal. So I don't I, I don't okay what yeah I know right Tanya but it's like okay like I don't I can't really visualize that but all right. Um, but he had estimated a $40 million budget for that game, $40 million budget. So biting off a little more than you could probably chew there. And then the second pitch that was rejected was called dog walkers, which was not what it sounds like. And probably what I would have preferred to be honest with you. It it sounds like a game that, that Tanya would, Tanya and I would enjoy as mech fans, right? Like, like so like, I don't know if you saw that Tanya, but it was basically like mechs. But what if the mechs look like dogs? And, like, that was his angle, which is, like, kind of cool, but also, like... What the hell? Like, it's, like, it's an aesthetic, I guess, but, like, it's not doing, like, like what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's not enough. Yep. Yep. I mean, I I probably would have played that kind of a game, but it... And here's the thing. A lot of people don't realize that when you go to get funding... You have to appeal to these people and go, give me all these millions of dollars and trust that I will put out a game that will at least make your money back. Yeah, right. And Battle Royale is a hot thing right now, so unless you're coming in with a Battle Royale in your hand or some version of Battle Royale, you may not get the time of day from people who can give you that money. Yep. Well, and, and to expand on that idea, like, remember, Bosky was an independent studio. They weren't yep. tied to a specific publisher. Which, $40 million for is, an independent yeah. studio is a lot of money. That's asking oh, yeah. a lot, and, and I, I get the sense that he 
he, like, came, he came up with that budget with the idea, and I'm not, you know, this is just me imagining what he might have been thinking was, you know, hey, I'm Cliff, I'm Cliff Blazinski, people will give me the money because I did Gears, what, and I, I'm, I, I don't know, I'm speculating, but... Joseph Harris and his company for like a way out. Too like, much. What's, what's, um, like standard. What? Probably. I, I I can't. Okay, I can't give names and I I can't get specifics. But some of what I have been told about some of the initiatives from companies like EA is that a lot of these games, uh, like we saw some unravel and again with a way out, yeah. is that they are they are built to to, um, bolster the brand, bolster EA, um. They're not meant to make money, right? Like, and Joseph Farrick said, like in in this in the documents that they've signed for a way out, like EA wasn't getting any money. Like that was the yeah, deal. No, yeah. I'm just saying, like, what is even reasonable to expect from a gigantic publisher if you're an independent? Oh publisher? yeah, I, yeah. Hmm. Is is forty million dollars even close to reasonable? No, no, it's no. about. I mean, for an independent studio, in my opinion, it's like thirty million dollars. Well, an untested independent studio too, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah, especially, and imagine trying to pitch that to your investors or people that you need funding from after Lawbreakers. Yeah, you know, it's like that's it's, tough. it's not going to happen. And then um, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll quickly mention the the last pitch that he had was for Donuts, was a another VR game, and it was basically um, I don't know if anybody here, Tyne, you ever played Tubin in the eighties? On, on Nintendo? No, that one's not ringing a bell. You didn't miss out on much. Um, but <laughs> it's basically, um, the concept for this game is cute cartoon animals ride rubber rings through rivers and rapids with the players paddling with their hands to rotate and speed themselves along. Okay. Okay, whatever. You know, like, yeah, I'm, I, so, yeah, I'm, it's, I, I just, uh, you, you know, I, I just imagine how frustrated that, you know, Cliffy B must be right now with his situation, and you More know, sympathy to to his to his uh, um, employees to his staff, who are who yeah. actually have to go out and struggle and look for work. Cliffy B is still a rich man. Yeah, he's so exactly. I, I don't sympathize for him. I sympathize for he's driving a Lamborghini. He's, he's still hustling. driving a Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. yep. yeah. yeah. There for and you know I saw a couple tweets about this and you know I've never met Cliffy B honestly and this may get people mad at me. I don't care. I don't think I want to because he just yeah. Yeah. me someone who's callous and it's like well shut down the company i've still got all my money good luck yeah well and yeah, good jay go ahead i have yeah sorry i've been getting cut off a lot no, no, um, i have to agree with what sax said it's just like i feel more sorry for the employees than like cliffy b in the situation and to be honest i also feel like cliffy b like sharing like all these like fail pitches is just kind of him being like hey game developers i still have it in me like please yeah. hire me yeah. yeah well which is also frustrating because again he he as he's closing the studio, he praised his, his employees a little bit, but like, again, that man could never work again and he'd be set. Prom- and and I, I say this as, as somebody who can't do anything about it, but it's like, you you know your talented developers, help them get work, man. Like, right? Like, well, that's what you should do. If, if you're in a position where you have money, you have everything, help the people who have helped you pitch your crazy idea that wasn't going to work in a 2018 market. Like, I, I, like, I'll bounce off something Tanya said, like, and I've never met the man either, clearly, and I probably never will, but knowing what I know, I know people who have met him, and I know about his reputation, and I automatically assumed that he had not told anybody that the studio was closing before he tweeted. I just assumed that, because because of what I knew about him. Now, apparently that's not true. Having said that, my friend uh, my friend Tom over at uh, GameRanks um, sent me a picture, and he sent me a picture, and he said, I refuse to feel sorry for this guy, and it was a picture of a younger Cliffy B., with a shirt on that said "You're retarded," 
And I, yeah, I, 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 I fucking hate that word because I have somebody who is mentally handicapped in my family, um, an immediate family member. And so when I saw that, I was like, yeah, fuck this. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I just, yeah, that, that stuff like that just rubs me really the wrong way. And, and, and so, but I do hope he's got a lot of talent in that studio and I do hope his, his people who were there, uh, land on their feet. And I know that. Um, I guess uh, there were there were a bunch of developers tweeting out, "Hey, if if you were at Bosky and, and and you're looking for work, we're hiring right now. Come get us." And that's kind of one of the things I love about this industry is that whenever this does happen, and it happens far too, it happens far more often than I think we'd all like. Um, you see all these developers jump onto Twitter and say, "Hey, we've got work for you. Come, you know, come with us." And and yep. uh, that's one of the yeah, things. There's that, the hashtag going. There is. Well, like like just one quick tangent before we move on to the next topic, like. Wasn't it like three weeks ago when he was like, "Hey, Epic, stop trying to poach my yeah, employees." Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So oh like, God, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, so it's it's a pretty uncomfortable time to to work that for for Bosky. Yeah. All right, John, are, are we ready to move on? Yeah. So so speaking of, I hope all the former employees find jobs and land on their feet. Situation yep. sucks, but you yep. know, um, I feel like Twitter support's been really great about it. I mean, hell, even Avalanche was looking for employees, and like they are, they have like two games in development right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's work. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, speaking, yeah. no, that's fine, Jay. Uh, speaking of uh, battle royale games, let's you know what? Let's talk about Call of Duty because that, that's fresh in everybody's mind. It happened just a few hours ago. Uh, Tanya, I gotta ask, are you a Call of Duty fan? Because I am not. Um. I'm I'm a fan of the older Call of Duties, and after reading about the reveal today, I'm just like, come on, you know, if if I'm gonna go back and play Call of Duty, or a game like it, do we really have to jump on the battle royale train and go? But look, we're different. Um, yeah. I you know I've I've often like kind of, you know, this is maybe not well done of me, but I also get very tired of it because. I get a lot of people like, well, you don't play Call of Duty. You don't play shooters. You're not a real gamer. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, I love that attitude. But I've been back on the Division, and I'm probably going to play some Rainbow Six later. So measuring who much is, who's a gamer based on what you played, not always a good look. Nope. Um, but I get very annoyed with that because Call of Duty has always been one of those. But But if we get more brown people and queer people, then what about Call of Duty? What about Halo? And it's like... You say this like a Call of Duty doesn't come out every fucking year. You know, yeah. you're going to get your Call of Duty. You're going to get whatever shooting game you want. But, you know, oh, my God, how dare you want other folks? Um, well, do you remember how people freaked out? Which Call of Duty was it when they when people freaked out that you could play as a female uh, on multiplayer? Uh, which, which one was that? Was it Ghosts, maybe? Was it Ghosts? I think it was, I think it was Recon. Ghosts. Was it Ghosts? Because yes, yeah. people were like, women aren't in combat like that, that yeah, that's not know, realistic like, weird, like, like faux white knight dudes who were just like i don't want to shoot women like the weirdest take i think was like like yeah me wanting more women in games means i want to shoot women yeah no it was a strange Hold on. Take. wait so y'all are fine with beating up prostitutes shooting yeah. brown people all this other shit you do in games but Women soldiers are a bridge too fucking far. Are we yeah. for real? Yep. Yeah. That, yeah okay. That was. Uh, right. I, I I remember that, and and I remember somebody on Twitter. They were like, they were like, it's not realistic. I'm like, it's Call of Duty fucking ghosts. Like, are you serious? Are you? The last serious? game had an RC car that blew. Yeah. I. I mean, Jesus Christ! You're talking about yeah. fucking exosuits. Like, I. Yeah. I don't. 
so 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 the funny so, part i mean we're moving into the call of duty reveal right like yes, the funniest part yes. was that they actually brought out the words authentic military combat or yeah like, yeah in, in the black ops 4 reveal today like there is no 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 they've they've just completely given up on any like even like faux appearance of and like that's fine just don't tell me you're trying to be authentic right like this was a reveal where they had like fucking roman gladiator zombies or like some fucking shit right so 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 this is a quote right here jeff uh who is not on the show tonight but he's you know jeff we miss you buddy um he tweeted this out and this was a quote this is a quote from a press release uh for call of duty black ops 4 today now before i read this i am somebody who served in the military i have been on let's just say various operations and i've there are pictures of me with a black balaclava on my face so i've seen the shit right like i've been there this is a quote about black ops black ops from it says played solo or with teams i can't even read. players will engage in combat complete with air ground and water vehicles in a mode that's all about black ops and unlike anything else Whatever Black Ops is, I mean, I'm it's start- a really loose term. And I'm sitting like, here thinking to myself, like, yeah. okay, I've been to. I, okay, explain that to me, because because I've I, I've done this stuff, and none of this is about like for one for one in the military we don't call it Black Ops. Like nobody comes into the barracks and like, yo, John, we're doing some Black Ops, man. Let's go. Let's get rid of Black <laughs> Ops. And uh, like like nobody like like we're not sitting at the fucking Chow Hall. At Bagram, Afghanistan, and nobody walks the door. And they're, Yo, hey, Marines, let's go. We get the Black Ops going in ten seconds. Like, like it doesn't happen like that. So, so when you say air, ground, and and but I will say this: Black Ops sounds like it should be fucking shady, right? So when you're talking about air, ground, and water vehicles in a mode that's all about Black Ops, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me because that's the opposite of what shady and stealthy should be. And then it says, unlike anything else, dude, it's fucking Call of Duty. It's Call of Duty, bro. Like, like there's a billion other fucking shooters just like it. I, I, I just, I pre- press releases, like, like in the big scheme of things, it's not that important, but press releases like this are a bridge too far for me. Like, I just, <laughs> this just, this, well, it, like, go ahead, Zach. I, I just mean that, like, look, like, especially when you send something to, like, you can put that on your website and your fans will that shit up, but, like, but, like, to me, when I read that, and, I, and I'm, I'm a lot less press than a lot of folks are, but, like, to me, when I read that, I'd say, like, but what is Black Ops like? If you want me to write about your game and you want me to write about your reveal, you need to give me something a little bit more uh, uh, concrete than land, sea, and air. Black Ops. Like, that doesn't mean about. that doesn't it's... mean anything. I can't turn that into sentences on pages. Like exactly. that doesn't it's... mean anything. It's all so, so you're telling you. So you're telling me you cannot write a paragraph about the zombies on the Titanic. <laughs> I can write like one sentence on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the Black Ops, Zach. So, mm-hmm. so 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 let's so let's talk about the Black Ops. Games. So, I'm sure that's the name of the fraternity that Cliffy B was in in college. Wow! Oh, shade. All the shade. Wow. Well, all right. Well, well, guys, this has been episode 113 of SCGC. <laughs> um, so, Tanya, I'm sorry. I will be E3 this year, so you will. Say. Hell yeah, you will. Um, so I no, Tanya, this is great because I'll, I'll dump on I'll dump on Call of Duty all day. Um, so let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the game modes. Um, which so so no campaign. Right, and that had been right. the rumor. That had been the rumor for a long time. And what what interested me about this was there was a lot of people online, people I know, saying, "Oh, well, fuck this. I'm not going to buy Call of Duty because there's no campaign." And I'm like, "Who buys Call of Duty for the campaign? Like, I don't." Data says, I, "Like nobody." <laughs> I mean, nobody, right? Like, I, you know, or like, statistically, nobody. You know, well, and and somebody. So I saw somebody on Twitter today, and you know, I'm not going to give any Twitter handles, but I saw somebody on Twitter today say. 
you know, man, I was really hoping for, I was really looking for a deep campaign and now I'm not going to get that. I'm like, bro, like you're talking about Call of Duty. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. there's nothing deep about this. This I isn't mean, a Bioware joint. Like, yeah, this isn't fucking Bioshock. Gonna... This isn't yeah. Bioshock Call of Duty. Like this, yeah. you, you, you know, it's, you see what you get and you're going to get a celebrity villain. You know, you're going to get a celebrity villain. And, um, and I'm sure he'll show up in cutscenes in the Battle Royale. But that's the other thing, though, is the Battle Royale mode. Did you guys know? Um, I don't know if you saw this or not, but they were asked how many people or how many players are present in Battle Royale, and they would not give an answer. They said, yeah. well, we're not going to talk about that right now. So I, gu- I guarantee you right if, now, it's not, not going to be 100. If it was 100, they would say 100. Right yep, now. it's not going to be 100. I'm thinking probably 20, 50, 25 on each 50. side. I was, my oh, God, that's 50. too many people. My first thought was 50. Yeah, I. Well, um, it's, it's, but that's fine. I mean, it's going to be, you know, it'll be a smaller map. I also has land. Sea, Dude, they said yeah. the maps are going to be huge. They, well, they, they, well, remember, they said they said a thousand times in town with maps. But like, what does that they, mean? They said bigger like, than any map they've ever made, but like they didn't compare it to other VR games. I, I don't know. Can I go back to the campaign theme really quick? Yeah, go ahead. Um, isn't the Modern Warfare 2 remaster supposed to be coming out this year and it's only campaign? Supposedly the summer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so right. I, I don't know, man. Like, you can get your solo campaign in Modern Warfare 2, and then if you need your multiplayer, you can jump on uh, Black Ops 4. And by the way, I, I'm just going to call it Black Ops 4, like the number 4 on Twitter. I refuse to type out five, four capital I's on Twitter. I'm not going to do that. As someone who has the Roman numeral 4, like, in my name, legal, legal name, it's very um, disrespectful to my name. <laughs> to type out four capital I's. Image, like, yeah, into my brand. That it's your yeah, brand. Your brand. Activision, Activision is killing my brand here. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing about Call of Duty, right? Like, it doesn't matter that it doesn't have a campaign or not. Like, it's going to sell a bajillion fucking copies, and it'll it'll be the it'll be the number one selling game of the year. But I can't help but think that because. I'm with Tanya, right? Like, I used to really like Call of Duty back in the day when you had, like, you know, Call of Duty. It was absolutely one of my favorite franchises from probably 2003 to 2000. That was, yeah, that was, so, like, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I played that when I was in the Marine Corps, right? And I was like, holy shit, this is great. You know, like, it's, it's, uh, it, they they really, like, you know, all the terminology is there, you know, like, it's, it, it's really cool. And I mean, then, yeah, like, it felt ripped out of the headlines, right? It like, did, it felt, yeah. It well, felt culturally relevant well it was relevant because we were in the middle of a war you know like yeah. like we were we were in iraq and we were you know afghanistan was you know, it was you know, about something it was and it, it was even if it was you know like not it was still call of duty right it wasn't exactly hard in the yeah but yeah precisely attempts were made attempts were made at being like culturally relevant but now now black ops is just you know well, it's, it's own thing so Fire i can always done their own thing so i i, I you know, I, I can't help but wonder, and I'll throw this question to Tanya first, and, and then I, I want everybody else to chime in, but I can't help but think that Call of Duty can be it, – it, it can be something really cool again, but I feel like they need to pull a Ubisoft and give this series a year off and yep. come up come up with something new. You know what I mean, Tanya? Like, I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think that – do you think that this is a series that is that is beyond that, – that that's just – as far as becoming something interesting and, and tonally relevant again, like, do you think that's possible for Call of Duty? I think if they took a year, maybe a year and a half off, and actually um, did something where you have to consider the cost of what you're doing, because these games are all about shooting. Your soul, your character doesn't have remorse. You don't have any. And granted, that may not fit for Call of Duty because I don't want anyone yelling at me about that. But you know, you have all these games. Your objective is just to kill, yeah. and there's nothing. There's no like. Even response to the soldier, because, you know, I've never held a gun. I'm actually terrified of guns. 
But if you have to kill someone, even in a wartime situation, at some point, I'm sure it comes back to you. And there's no kind of other side of it. You don't get to really kind of see what happens after your your campaign is done. Um, that's why I like stuff like Spec Ops The Line, This War of Mine, because it gives you that other side. It humanizes the people that are also being affected. So I think it would really benefit from a revamp, a deeper campaign, and, you know, also just better diversity, because I haven't played a lot of it recently, but I don't know if you get to play, like, as a, as a person of color, as a woman. I don't think you've ever you know. been able to play as anybody, anything but a white man in Call of Duty. Uh, in the, in the, oh, I think they had in, I think this is Black Ops 3, they had a character creator, but it was different shades of white people. And I think there maybe was like one Asian head, one Asian man and one yeah, Asian woman. But like, yeah, the diversity was like not there, but there was like three white faces, but yeah, no. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I, you know, and, and John and I as, have had these conversations before of, you know, there's also something about if you're forcing me into the role of a character that is not me, which shock I've had to do the entire time I've played video games. Um, I I have to re- I have to reconcile that with being digitally a white dude and shooting all these brown people or or whoever it is that I'm going up against. And and you know, the series, you know, you can if we must have a war game, can we not have it be something where you're basically a white dude slaughtering brown people all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know, you know what's interesting to me about that, Tanya, is that this is one of the reasons I was really excited for for Battlefield One, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm I'm a student of history, and you know, I'm you know I was a warfighter, and I you know I I follow military history, and one of the one of the greatest untold stories from World War One was, of course, you know, the Harlem Hellfighters, you know, the first major African American fighting unit for the U.S. military, and you know they fought incredibly bravely in, in World War One, and so a lot of stories about them. And so when a member of the Harlem Hellfighters was used for the marketing in Battlefield, 5, you know, Battlefield One, I was like, oh great, like this is you know this is a story that's going to be told. This is fantastic. I've mentioned it on this podcast before, and then they were relegated to the tutorial. And, yep. and, and and when you fire up Battlefield 1, it is literally – so you're playing as members of the Harlem Hellfighters during the tutorial, but you just keep dying. And then when you die, you are just kind of transported into the body of another member of the Harlem Hellfighters who dies. And then it just keeps happening over and over and over. That's yeah. the first five minutes. Zach knows what I'm talking about. That's the first five minutes of the game, and then that's it. Like, And then you and then you play as like a British a- fighter ace and, and, and stuff like that. Um, so that, that to me was, again, just like – another instance of kind of letting I, I i don't know it was it was disappointing and i don't see this changing with call of duty in the future unfortunately um mm-hmm. not until people not until people like 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 tanya are heard and not until not until and, and it's it's sad that we have to kind of have this conversation continually even in 2018 um but yeah it's it's I, just i i feel like activision knows their target audience and mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to change. I mean, Probably like, not, it sucks no. to say that, but I'm like, you know, these games sell a shit ton of copies every year. Like... There there are some... Activision makes very small steps. Um, I own Call of Duty World War II. It's been a minute since I looked, but I remember when the game came out, they included uh, different flag banners to go with your profile. Uh, and I remember uh, um, they had a gay pride flag... Uh, transgender pride flag oh i'm sure people um, were i'm sure people were just i mean there, there, were, like, there was there was some meaningful inclusion in some of the banner icons but it was like again very surface level on that like 
you can let somebody feel like they're being representative in like their profile icon, but like there isn't a lot uh, otherwise going on. And it is kind of what you're saying, John, with Battlefield One, where like it it just doesn't feel like meaningful inclusion, and it it just feels like they're just trying to get get. I mean, like I don't know, like the hell, like the Harlem Hellfighters was like an interesting thing uh, that Battlefield One was using in marketing. It's like we're gonna tell untold stories, and they kind of touched on how we're gonna include. Yeah, and then uh, they used. So, yeah, and then it was the fucking tutorial. Yeah, it was the tutorial, right? <laughs> um, and and yeah, I mean, it's just it's just frustrating. I mean, like there are other things about this Call of Duty that were at least interesting. Like I think Black Ops doing the the B uh, the the battle royale thing is kind of interesting. They didn't show anything from it. All they said is, like, it's yeah. a big map, and there's going to be iconic characters that fans will remember. But, like, that's not a, really a meaningful reveal to me. Um, well, it, it, because it's it's just not ready to show yet. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's probably going to be jank as hell, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't see... Especially on console, I just don't see that running well. Like a battle royale, even with just fifty uh, players, I, I don't see that running well on console. If it's a first-person shooter, and it, and because it's Call of Duty, so you know they're going to pump millions of dollars into the visuals. And I just I think it's going to run like I think it's going to run like a bowl of oatmeal on uh, on, on console. I, I don't know. Hopefully they will. I mean, it's, you know, I don't want look. I don't want any game to sell bad, right? Because every dollar that's put into the industry is a dollar that's good for all of us. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I, I think, I think everybody here makes some really good points, you, you know, about not just, not just diversity in Call of Duty, but also the, um, just, just kind of the state of the game. Like, I don't like, like, like Tanya, for example, like you mentioned kind of digging into those deeper aspects of warfare, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever hear of, and we've had this conversation before on the podcast. Did you ever hear of Six Days in Fallujah? Um, I've heard of it through a GDC talk I was at. I have not played it. So Six Days of Fallujah was a game that it, it was in development. It, it it never came out. Um, but it was going to be set in Iraq during the Iraq War. It was going to be a third person shooter, like you know, over the shoulder. But it was going to be a psychological horror game set in Fallujah, and it was going to focus on not just the act of killing in war, but what it does to you mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and because because you know. It, I've been to war. Brandon's been to war. The act of killing somebody is incredibly psychologically traumatic. And, uh, oh, I think we just lost Jay. Um, it's incredibly psychological. Or even, oh, oh, even did? Okay. the act of preparing to kill people. Yes. It, it, mm-hmm. it can be. Well, yeah, like, you know, like, you can, you know, argue about whether it's bra- training as brainwashing or whatever, but, like, they can, I mean, the entire point of being in the Marine Corps is to be conditioned to yep. kill people without remorse or not without thought, but without remorse, without uh, hesitation. And and, it, and so that was that game that I was hoping would actually touch on those aspects of warfare that I don't feel like gaming has ever really been able to capture. Um, and they got, you know, combat veterans and people with PTSD to come and, and consult in the game. And of course it got canceled because, you know, there's they just too I guess soon. there was too it was soon. basically the too soon argument. Which I don't, I don't agree with. I'm like, no, I fucking want this game. <laughs> like, I want... I, I want people to know what it's actually like. I want gamers to know that you know, hey, call of, you know, Call of Duty does not represent warfare. You know, that this is not an accurate depiction of what it's actually like in in, in fucking combat. Um, but you know, this I didn't get what I want, so you know. Um, but so so here's the deal, guys. Um, it's ten o'clock. Uh, we did have another rage topic, but Tanya has got to go. I want to give Tanya some time to breathe before she prepares for a spawn on me later tonight. Um, so uh, we can we can touch on rage two uh, next week. Um, I'll give some quick sign-off notes real quick. Uh, don't forget, guys, uh, n- uh, not only will we be at E3 this year, but Tanya will be at E3 this year as well. Um, yep. 
And uh, 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 Tanya, where can people find you on Twitter if they want to follow you? And I highly recommend that they should. <laughs> um, you can follow me at CypherTier, that is C-Y-P-H-E-R-O-F-T-Y-R, just like my uh, Twitch name that is in the chat. Basically, that's me everywhere on the internet except for Final Fantasy fourteen. Because Square doesn't let you change your username, even for money. So that is an embarrassingly that's old crazy. name. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I was just like, ooh, that's that's embarrassing. But I can't change it, even if I give them money. So, but Cypher Tears is me everywhere for personal stuff. I talk about games, I talk about race. This is the kind of stuff I brought up tonight. Um, if you want to follow what I do with I Need to Burst Games, that is INDG. Um, it is I Need DIVGMS on Twitter. I need to burst games net is our store. We also have a Twitch channel, which is just INDG. We've actually got uh, people streaming there Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. And what else? I'll be at E3. Book is coming out. And oh yeah, I'm doing a D&D podcast or D&D game starting in June on the Twitch D&D channel. Oh, that is fantastic. Awesome. I, yeah, no, I, yep. I, I just got my Dark Souls board game today, and I'm so happy. Ooh, nice. I'm so happy. Oh, my God, I'm so excited to play it this weekend. Um, <laughs> we're going to have a big board game night. It's, it's, it's going to be fucking great. Um, no, I would highly recommend everybody go and check out the very good work that Tanya does. Um, you're a fantastic person, and it was an absolute joy having you on the podcast tonight, Tanya. Um, Thank you. It was so oh, awesome to hang out. Of course. And, um, okay. So we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll cut it off there. Uh, we got some big guests coming up, guys. Uh, Mike Huber is going to be on the week after from Easy Allies. He'll be back on for the fourth time the week after Hubes. E3. The Hubes is going to be back on. He'll be back on to give some post-E3 uh, rundown stuff. Um, we've got a cool surprise in store for people uh, who like Easy Allies at E3, but I'm going to keep that in my back pocket for now. Uh, just let that roll around in your heads. Um, and E3 is approaching quickly, so not only will Jay and Zach and Finn be at E3, but we will be streaming it here with our friend uh, Wout, who is at the hashtagonist on Twitter. Uh, good friend of the show, good friend of mine. Uh, so please look forward to that. And uh, we've got some more big guests coming up. We've got the developer of Codebane coming up. Um, we've got uh, Nick Chester will be coming up uh, in the future. Uh, a lot of cool stuff happening. A lot of cool stuff happening. Uh, so anyway, guys, um, this has been episode 113 of SDGC. As always, it's not always poetry, and we don't always agree. But we always keep it real. So until next week, please be good to each other. We'll see you later. Bye.